I've got six players here who could make a massive difference to your fantasy season and six guys who your league mates probably don't have. So, yeah, there could be big points of differences here. First guy up here is Conley Lemielu. Uh, look, he is center eligible, which is really exciting. He's only $445,000. And because of that Felice Cafusi four-week suspension, he has very good job security going forward. Um, now, we can expect uh, Connolly to be playing big minutes. He was 72 minutes last week, scored 43 points, but uh, he does have that upside as well. So round one, 64 points in 50 minutes. He's very juicy, and if you've got a bit of an awkward spot where you want to fill a center role and, you know, it might be for the next month, 445000 you want to bridge the gap between someone like him and, say, the next guy on this list, he is very exciting. So you can't go wrong with Connolly here. Next on the list, we have Jack Bird, a uh, massive one. We've been talking about him for a couple of weeks now. He's still only going up a little bit in price, um, and he's priced not too far from what he's worth, but because he is playing that lock role, we can be really confident he's going to score around that 50-point marker prior to any attacking stats. So round two, he lined up for 47 minutes, really hot game, first game back, playing lock, 52 points there, had a great performance. Round three, played 80 minutes. Very, very encouraging for him at St. George. Uh, 47 points there. It's just really good to have at that center spot because the options that a lot of people are running at center are really unreliable. Um, saying that, if I was picking between Lemielu and Bird right now, I'd probably lean Lemielu um, over Bird, both owned by about 3% of coaches. But Lemielu can turn into Bird at very little cost. So I don't mind that. Saying that, Bird doesn't have buyers till round 16, so he's a guy that you can pop into your team. You're not going to have to think about him for a very long time. Next guy on this list, and he's one that people are really excited about, Sean Johnson. $646,000 is not expensive, and we did make a video that we posted, um, and you'll have the link to that in our, our page as well, on Adam Dewey and why he is a sell. Get rid of Adam Dewey right now. Sean Johnson is one of the options for him. So we've got a few guys around that price point. A guy like Matt Burton is at a similar price too. You can go higher with like a Dylan Brown or up to the top with Nathan Cleary and uh, Nico Hines there too. But with Sean Johnson at $646,000, I mean, these scores, 46, 69, 59, he's had 500 plus kick meters in the last two weeks, which converts to 17 and 19 points for him. So very exciting scoring profile for Sean Johnson. If he can keep up this base, he is so far underpriced, but... The big concern with Sean Johnson is that he has had patches like this and he's gone on to have periods where there's a lot of missed tackles, maybe less involvement as well. Saying that, if he's got a halves partner in Tamari Martin and then, you know, hookers uh, like Egan or I think they've got Lassick in there this week who aren't going to take that kicking, then he's going to own the kicking game and he's going to be really involved. And if the Warriors keep winning, Sean Johnson's going to be a great pick. So Massive pod right now, 4% owned. He's a guy you can grab, and he's a big difference maker for you. After him, we've got Keon Kalomatangi. Now, Kalomatangi is starting to fall onto people's radars with a great start to this season. So 61, 55, 75. The thing to talk about here, though, is that he has scored two tries in three games, and he's a try-scoring back rower. And Souths are looking good. They're attacking much more to the right. So we're going to see more attacking players from Keon than we have in previous seasons. My concern is that that's already priced into his, his value right now at $770,000. And you're having to give up on a genuine gun to get Keon Kalamatangi here. So, look, he is a guy where 
if you got him and you had the perfect outcome, you're going to rack up some big scores from him and he could potentially make up some big points for you in the overall charts or, or when you head to head games. Adding to that, that next four games, Manly, Melbourne, Bulldogs, Dolphins, all teams that can be exploited. Uh, the Dolphins still won't have Felice Cafusi back for that game as well. So, yeah, all, all four teams that can be exploited on um, the edges there. We've seen Manly concede big points from Parramatta last week. We saw Dury score in that game on the same edge that uh, Kaloa Matangi runs on. We've seen Melbourne giving up a massive score to the Titans last week. The Bulldogs, their defense leaked like a sieve against the Tigers down the stretch. And the Dolphins, uh, I think that they're going to have periods where they regress a little bit because uh, they're playing really out of the skins right now. So Keon could be a, a juicy one. He's not a guy I'm buying. He's not a guy I'm targeting. Um, there's actually a guy later on this list that I would prefer at that price point. But he is a guy where if you got him and you got it right, you could be winning an overall championship. Happy Coruscant next up here. So $632,000. That's the reason why I'm excited about him. He's dropped around $80,000 in value. Uh, he's only owned by 6% of coaches. And that first game where he got 15 points in 46 minutes and the Tigers looked really bad, he came off the bench. That's the game that sort of knocked around his price. And since then, he's gone 54 and 50. So if you can expect him to play 65 plus minutes, he's going to average in that low sort of 50 ranges for you. And at $632,000, if you get a 50 average, you're very happy, especially if it's your backup hooker and you're not having to rely on him as a starter. The concern there is that Simkin is a big part of the Tigers' plans, it seems. But he is on the extended bench this week. We've got Dane Laurie on that bench in 14 instead. So I don't expect they'd play Wakeham at hooker. Like, they're not going to start Wakeham in the halves and then move him to hooker and bring Laurie on to move Dewey to six. Uh, and I wouldn't put past the Tigers, but I don't think they're going to do that. So Coruscant being their captain and being on such big money sort of has to be playing big minutes for them. The other thing that's really exciting about Coruscant is he's run 100-plus metres in the last two games. So it's only a matter of time before he really starts to rack up those nice attacking stat games. And if things go right for Coruscant, you've just got a very reliable hooker at a really, really cheap price. So uh, the next couple of hookers we look at is, you know, Reed Marnie is $100,000 more, um, and he plays a pretty similar role to Coruscant. Uh, then you've got guys like Reese Robson, Harry Grant, Damian Cook, who are way more expensive, $200,000 to $300,000 more. So... Yeah, keep it on those minutes, but Coruscant could be worth the risk. Up next, Reese Robson, and he's our last guy on this list. $810,000 is big money to pay, but Reese Robson's a guy that could be worth that money. Now, the challenge here is that you've got Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary coming back right now, and Cleary is only about $90,000 more. Hines is about $200,000 more, but they are the top flight captains, so you might not have space for Reese. Saying that, have a look at these next five fixtures. Gold Coast Titans, Canterbury Bulldogs, Red Cliff Dolphins, New Zealand Warriors, and Newcastle Knights. Now, if we look at his scoring profile for this year so far, Robson's gone 70-plus in two of his three games. And those two games were against defences that are traditionally a little bit softer through the middle. So the Raiders and the Warriors. Um, two teams that leak a bit. The Broncos, they're rock solid this year, so I can accept the 42 as a low game. Um, the other thing to note with Reese here is that he's made between 48 and 51 tackles every single game he's played, and he's playing a reliable eight minutes as well. So he could be a guy that goes on a terrifying run for the next five games. 
The other thing to look at here too is if you're an overall player, he's got no buy until round 15. So he's a guy that you can plug in. If you're considering Reese Robson versus Harry Grant, for example, I like Harry Grant better as an option. Um, I really liked when I bought Harry Grant last week. But looking at them going forward, there's a case to be made for Robson, especially if you if you've got a couple of options where you can go Harry Grant and someone really, really bad, or Reese Robson and the extra you know, bit of money there frees up enough money to get someone better, there might be an argument to say Reese Robson here because he's a guy that you're not going to have to trade out, whereas Grant will play Origin, Grant will miss games. That's the case there for Reese Robson at 6.75% ownership compared to Harry Grant's, you know, 15% plus. Um, but that's the pods for today. So a couple of guys here that are interesting. Let me know in the comments if you like these guys or if there's someone else in your radar that you're going to be trading in this week. Otherwise, we'll see you on the weekly preview or our halves deep dive tomorrow.